NBA Odds Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Las Vegas may be closed, but the MyBookie Casino is open 24-7. They're also home to the free $10,000 Blackjack Madness Tournament. Use promo code SGP to receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets. That's promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by DGen Madness. We're giving away $3,000 in our virtual NCAA tournament. The games will be streamed live with SGP commentary and betting lines from mybookie.ag go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest for all the info we're also brought to you by prop swap you don't have to go to vegas to buy vegas bets prop swap is available in many states where there is no sports betting use the promo code sgp and you get a 100 deposit bonus up to 100 that's propswap.com promo code sgp and finally we're brought to you by ace per head ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book plus ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com sgp that's aceperhead.com sgp And welcome to NBA OddsPod. I am your host, Ryan McKee. You can follow me at the Ryan McKee on Twitter. Very excited to be doing a sports gambling podcast network crossover pod today with the guys from College Experience. We have Kobe Dant, the Dantabase, and we have NC Nick in the house. A three-way podcast going. Uh, hey, let's do it. Uh, just wanted to start off by saying you guys have been doing an awesome job covering uh, DGen Madness on the website, doing the preview picks. Uh, how have your picks been doing overall? I, I was actually doing really good, and then I was listening. So so it started out with all these dogs hitting. I think they started out 7-1, and one, and I had, you know, bet. Not only had I picked them for the website, but I had bet on these games myself and then i figured seven and one that's impossible this continues on so i'm riding the favorites for the next couple nights and then i lost a bunch of money but luckily <laughs> enough i uh i did turn that back around yesterday and i, I parlayed both dogs so i uh I'm, I'm back i'm back on the positive side of things <laughs> that's good well well you first and foremost it's been a blast you know and that's the that's the most important thing um yeah, especially it, because my picks haven't been that great. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has, yeah, for for better or worse, it's brought a lot of level, levity in my life. Right, we needed something. It's something to watch. It's fun. The commenting has, you know, at the risk of giving Colby a bigger head than he already has, the commentating, <laughs> you know, has been just very entertaining. And uh, I think my problem was that at least at first, I was kind of picking the games as who I would thought would win in real life, <laughs> which is a little bit different. <laughs> you know, I mean, just look at all the dogs, all the the road teams that have been winning. Um, but yeah, I think I'm probably about 500 or so. So, you know, I, I haven't lost too much money, haven't won a whole lot, but uh, it has been a blast. What do you think it is with all these dogs hitting? Is it any idea whatsoever? Uh, I, my assumption would be the five-minute quarters limit how much time can be in a game. Now, I know Kramer has told me he's uh, he's played thousands of games on this thing, as not him playing it, but as, as, a, as a spectator watching them, computer against computer. Mm-hmm. And normally they don't hit like that, so so that disproves my theory. But that, that's the first thing I think of is that maybe if you en- enhance the quarters uh, 
um, it would be more honest. I don't know. Or, or maybe it's just, uh, you know, this is a video game. This is the computer, you know, just figuring <laughs> some stuff out, being wild, you know? Well, I mean, I think you have a good philosophy there. You know, the better team given, like, say, like, in the NBA, it's a seven-game series. Usually the better team is going to win. In uh, NCAA basketball, a one-game tournament, you know, 40 minutes, you're you're more likely to see an upset rather than a seven-game series. So the longer you play, the more chances of the better team winning is. I think. Yeah, like if Lehigh was to have played Duke, you know, the year Lehigh upset Duke, uh, if they won that game one, I'm pretty sure that would have been a four-to-one sweep. Or, or, or ever, After that one game, it would have been four in a row by Duke, I think. Yeah, yeah probably right. I mean – CJ McCollum might have something to say about that. You know, most <laughs> most most 15 seeds don't have CJ McCollum. Fair point. But, uh, yeah, I mean, but not only have the dogs been winning, and there's been like a lot of nail biters uh, in overtime. Um, so I mean, it's been working out. And again, yeah, not to give you a big head, Colby, but the commentating has been really uh, fun. I was gonna have a big head regardless, man. I, look, I, I, I'm single. I'm confined in my apartment. You know what I mean? So just all I do is play these games back and just fall in love with myself. <laughs> um, I mean, outside of maybe some of the obvious, what have been your favorite games? Oh, I mean, the one actually, and it's it's funny because I don't know that this was the highest uh, viewed game. I think Saturday night, the Michigan State-Arizona game. Yeah, it was insane. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, we had a lot of good games in the round one. But that Michigan State-Arizona game, despite me losing, because that was the last night of, my, of me projecting that these favorites are due, um, I, that game was incredible to me. It was fun to call. I mean, I, 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 look, I was, I was somewhat of a skeptic coming into this when, when, when Sean and Kramer had hit me up saying, we're going to do this. I was like, I don't know about this. And I had fun through, throughout the whole first round, but that game was the last game of the first round. And I was driving home, like, you know, in my head, replaying the, the, the plays in my head, being like, wow, what a game, you know? So it, it's been crazy. For me, I think it's the uh, the run by Washington and, you know, and the two wins they've had so far. And, you know, a team that kind of, you know, it, I guess there were question marks, should they even be in this tournament? I think well, they were the bubble for the NCAAs. Um, so, they're, yeah, their run to the Elite Eight now has <laughs> – has been has been exciting to watch. Well, what's great about that too is like their best. I mean, Stewart uh, uh, is the probably their best player on ratings, or McDaniel's. But um, that guy Sahonis, who's got like a seventy-two <laughs> in that game. That's the fun part about the video game. It's like this guy's got a seventy-two rating and right. he's just playing his tail off. You know, just right, making man. huge shots in both <laughs> yeah. games. So every March Madness, great. there's there's some kind of unsung hero. Every March Madness, who kind of comes out of nowhere, you know, totally from obscurity and has uh, you know some memorable some memorable games. So it that you know fits right in. Yeah, yeah. Man. I mean, I'm 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 feeling a little bit. You guys are bringing up two things for me because uh, I have to root against Arizona, being an ASU fan. So that was tough. I bet too much on Michigan State as well and lost. <laughs> Uh, that was bet with my heart, maybe not with my head. And then, you know, Washington, a bubble team, thought Arizona State could also have been a bubble team that could got it in instead of Washington. But hey, I, I understand there had to be had to be cuts. Yeah, if I, if I had to make that, I think I would have put Arizona State in. They had a much better resume than Washington did. Yeah, but uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, okay, so I had you guys on today because. Um, the 
We don't know about if we're getting any more NBA season, but the college season is definitely over for us. For sure. Yeah. Um, so we know that nothing is really going to change. You know, there's not going to be a tournament for any of these college players to come from out of nowhere and start impressing people. So we pretty much have a good idea where this draft is going. And they already have odds out for the draft. Um, and so I brought you guys on to kind of let's talk through some of the better bets, who you like, um, and what could be some things that change it. Um, now, I mean, I guess we could start by saying, do you think there's going to be any more NBA season left? Ah, man. I mean, look, I'm so sports deprived. Like I'm, I'm preparing for the worst, even as a guy that, you know, dives into NBA or NHL or even major league baseball or, or whatever, really. I mean, right, right now I'm so sports deprived. I would watch ping pong. They put it on TV, but, um, I also have shared the passion me and NC Nick do with uh, college football. We cover college football hard and we normally, I normally hit that pretty hard in June. So, um, I'm preparing myself for there being no sports for a while. Yeah. Hoping, just just so, cause so I don't get disappointed because the March Madness thing was like the ultimate case of blue balls. It was like they gave us the whole year. Oof. And then right before the tournament, they're like, no. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I it, and I thought it was going to be one of the craziest basketball years ever for the Mar for March Madness, potentially. So mm. I, I, I'm preparing for no NBA, although, I mean, I would pay lots of money <laughs> to have NBA right now. Yeah. <laughs> or anything, really. But. Yeah, let's just say if I had to bet on, I would bet no. There's no season. I mean, there's there's no way you could start it anywhere before at the best case scenario earliest would be like June first. And at that point, what do you do? I mean, that, at that point, you're almost in the finals. You know, if it was a a normal season. I mean, do you think they were doing abbreviated playoffs and just go right? I mean, regular season being over, abbreviated playoffs somehow. I mean, it'd be it'd be awesome. I think. I mean, the ratings would be through the roof. I'm just very skeptical of that happening. I think they're they just be taking too too big of a risk. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the not things not a Debbie Downer, but I don't I don't see it happening. One of the things that I think would be the problem, and and I'm finding this through right now, it seems like college football is not going to happen. And the main reason that that that, from what I can tell, that brings up, first off, I mean, college doesn't have a. a a commissioner so that that the nba does have that going for itself same with baseball and hockey but i think there's going to be issues because you look at new york city it's so much worse than say north carolina is so what what happens there do you do, do they just not have home games so i mean luckily the knicks aren't any good but i'm saying uh, <laughs> uh if you do make if you're in one of these hot zones la uh, well but yeah. i mean brooklyn would be in the playoffs if it was the start right yeah now. so 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 what you're gonna have them if we started the, let's say we started in June, but you didn't want to take a chance by playing in New York City. Yeah, that's just kind of killing. Like, so that means they would have to play. I don't know. They would choose a. Obviously, I don't think they would play all four in the against. You know, if they if they opened up, let's just say they opened up against uh, whoever they would be penciled in right now. Say, uh, the Philly, Pacers. Uh, yeah, Pacers. Um, they would play two in Indy. And then I think they would probably find another location, like maybe they do Raleigh, North Carolina, because no one's there. Yeah. Or, you know, it's not as bad there. I don't know how they yeah. would do that. But or maybe they do all neutral locations. Maybe, maybe. I mean, they, they, that they're really going to have to think outside the box. And I, that's one of the things that I think is, uh, or not, not that I think that I've been reading 
from athletic departments, uh, ADs for, for universities have said like they fear college football is going to, there's no commissioner. So, so how, how are you going to know that one school is not going to say, Hey, we're not safe for this. So then all of a sudden your schedule goes down to 10 games as opposed to 12. And it's, it's, it's just going to, it's going to be really hard. So that's, and, that's why I would, I would lean and, towards. And you're talking about something that that's due to start in late August. Yeah. Not, NBA, we're talking, you know, June 1st is probably a pipe dream. You know, I just kind of threw that out there. It's probably more like July 1st or something. But well, yeah, that's, what it, the, it, uh, that's what the MLB is saying, that they would take uh, July 5th, I think, and run if they yeah. could get it right now. Well, they would eat up that America pastime thing on July uh, 4th. You know what yeah, I mean? I, yeah. I could see the ads now. The but, stars line, yeah. You'd, you'd have, you know, George W. out there again throwing the first pitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think, I mean, I think McKee's on to something here when he says, um, you know, may, maybe they could do some type of tournament. And Las Vegas doesn't have a team. You know, maybe they could all yeah. play. They play their summer league games there. If if Las Vegas ends up being, you know, quarantined, maybe – Maybe they could get all the teams to play there. That I could see something like that working. But I, as far as the the home games, I I see that being an issue. With uh, you know, luckily the Warriors. Uh, as I'm going through the teams, it's funny because the Warriors aren't very good. So the Kings aren't very good. So well, the Clippers and Lakers are. <laughs> yeah, that, those are that's an issue. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Vegas is closed. For the first time, Vegas casinos are closed, but you know what casino is open 24-7 and accessible from the comfort of your own home? That's right, mybookie.ag casino. It is the number one social distancing casino. They're even running a free $10,000 Blackjack Madness tournament. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and helpful 24-7 customer support team. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use promo code SGP to activate this offer. Once again, that's promo code SGP to get your extra cash from MyBookie.ag. Bet, win, and get paid. Well, I bring this up because we can pretty much agree that there will be no more regular season. So for our purposes of what we're talking about now... Uh, we're talking about the lottery teams. So um, looking at it right now, the lottery teams would be Golden to get the uh, first overall pick. Golden State has a 14% chance. Minnesota has a 14% chance. The Cavs have a 14% chance. Hawks have a 12.5% chance. And Pistons have a 10.5% chance. So those ha- have the best odds to get the top picks. Um so- just that right there, does that change anything for the players we're about to talk about, like, for you? I mean, I think potentially, like, there's certain teams that have glaring weaknesses that maybe they would go elsewhere. But I'll, uh, at the same time, it, it really, uh, yeah, I think it does matter who would win that lottery, obviously. But I, I can say that the, the the thought of the Warriors getting the first pick, and I don't have, I don't dislike the Warriors, but I'm saying the rich would truly get richer. You know what I mean? Although they are saying this is one of the weakest drafts since 2013. So, yeah. See, I think, um, I think there's a number one overall person. And, you know, I, I discussed this a little bit with Colby. I think we're in agreement. So I think regardless of who gets the first pick, uh, I think Anthony Edwards is the, the guy. I don't think, I think regardless of the team, I don't think anybody would overlook him. I think the draft order play, it, it comes into, 
into importance for two through five or you know two through ten or two through the rest of the draft, and that's when people may go in different slots. But I, right now, I have a hard time seeing anybody other than Anthony Edwards go number one. Uh, and Anthony Edwards, he's uh, at plus one hundred right now. I mean, he's the favorite in all the books that I looked at. I'm seeing him at like about plus one hundred. We've got James uh, Wiseman at uh, plus one eighty. Lamelo Ball at plus three hundred, uh, Denny Av- I always fuck up his name. Denny Avidal, Av- Avidal. yeah, from, from Israel, the Israeli yeah. player, yeah, yeah at plus five fifty, and Obi Toppin at plus five fifty. Then it just jumps way up from there. So uh, those five names I just said. Anybody for whatever reason edge out Anthony Edwards to you? I mean, that's the thing. It really matters. I mean, like, if this was the 90s, I would say Wiseman would probably go first because he's a big man. But in today's NBA where, you know, with the exception of maybe Anthony Davis, big men aren't as valuable to, to franchises as as the other the other positions, I feel like. But, yeah, um, they're like running backs now. They yeah, definitely yeah. value. So, and, and, and to me, we only saw Wiseman play like three games, I think it was, before yeah. he, you know, so Anthony Edwards is one that we that that I you know even though Georgia wasn't going to make the NCAA tournament it was the one that I saw and I was like this guy is gonna he's he, he's gonna he's pro ready I think I think like I don't know why he's in college essentially like that's that uh, I want him to stay in college because I cover college basketball but at the same time that's one where like if I'm you know his dad I'm just like yeah go to the NBA you know yeah. what I mean like you you look like. I mean, the, he's he's six five, two twenty five. He already has an NBA ready body. Uh, he yeah. doesn't even turn nineteen until after the draft, which is yeah. just insane. He looks like a man. And he's so athletic. You know, he's not like uh, like like I said. I'm not trying to uh, discredit Weissman or or you know some of the other big men and stuff. I just think that Edwards is a, t- a guy that you just build your team around. And if you in in the same way that you know, I compare him to Dwayne Wade in in, in a way. Or you know, you know, recently the trend of basketball, with whether it was Kobe Bryant or LeBron James, or you know, even the Celtics teams, Paul Pierce. It seems like the two or the three is is what you build your team around now. Yeah, if you look at some of the, his top games this year, I mean, he he scored thirty seven against Michigan State. Uh, yeah. Thirty two versus Florida, thirty six versus South Carolina. I mean, those are good defensive teams. Uh, if this dude would have played for Duke or Kentucky or something. He'd be hands down number one. You know, yeah. the much worse. The the fact that he played for Georgia is he's kind of off the radar. Um, well, the fact the fact he played for Georgia means he got a really nice bag of cash from, of from someone in the SEC. It's SEC. <laughs> now, if the Warriors were to get the top pick, which is a good possibility, how would he fit with Clay and Steph? I think I think it, it would actually align. And Wiggins. I think the NBA would want that. You know what I mean? And I, I really think like they lost Durant and here you're going to have a guy that, yeah, I'm not going to say he's as good as Kevin Durant right now, but I think it would fit in pretty well with what the Warriors team we saw, you know, uh, two years ago. Now I know Steph's older and, and Clay's older and coming off. They're both coming off injuries, but uh, I, I could see it working again. And I think Steve Kerr's the perfect, the perfect coach to, uh, you know, and, and in a way I think the torch would be passed to Edwards in the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at like, you know, team needs and sorry to hog the mic, McKee, feel free to shut oh, me up. No, no, no. I'm please. <laughs> if you look at, to the team needs, I mean, you know, there's more wing and, or big. It's not necessarily backcourt. Um, but I mean, Curry and Thompson, they're not old, but they're not young either. Yeah. You know, yeah. 
I think they could draft Edwards, and he might not even start. You know, you know, his rookie year, he might come off the bench and you know play twenty minutes or something. But um, I don't think you can pass him up for anybody else on the board. I think that you know, if you are looking for other positions and, and you're not looking for your backcourt, then then you trade down uh, and pick up draft picks. There, there's no way you can pass him up with the number one overall. There's other good players in the draft or decent players, but Edwards is on a whole nother, you know, level and he's 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 on that level by himself. I have seen a couple of mock drafts with uh projecting the Warriors getting the top pick and them taking Weissman just because Kerr has shown in the past that he does still like to play a big man with those guards. Uh you know, he Looney worked very well when he was healthy. They don't have anybody that good right now. Is that I- would that I be think the, worth the be- the better odds to take him? I think the problem would be, though, with Weissman basically playing three basketball games in a year, I think it's an investment. And I don't think you have time that much time to invest when you have Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson. I think you draft Edwards right now, you're going to be contending, I think, next year. Uh, I mean, I, you still might be a playoff team next year with Weissman, but I think he's more of a project yeah. than... than yeah. uh, than doing Edwards, you know what right. I mean. So that's a good point. I mean, is Wiseman better than Marquise Chris right now? You know, probably not. I uh, saw him in three games. I mean, the guy's a talent. I I don't want to discredit him. He was impressive to me, but it, you saw him in three games in November against you know a, a pretty bad competition. So it's really right. hard to get a fair judgment. And, and I've heard rumors that the Warriors are disinterested in Wiseman. You know, okay. whether or not that's some kind of smoke blowing or something, you know, I know teams play these games, you know, before the draft. Um, but I, I, yeah, you know, once again, if, if they get number one, if, if, and if they are targeting Wiseman, I'd say, why not try to trade down a couple of picks? Okay. So you seem in agreement for Anthony Edwards at the top. Uh, what about the second pick? We're getting some odds. I saw is Wiseman at plus two fifty for the second pick. LaMelo ball plus two fifty. Obi Toppin, plus 400 and we're making the assumption that probably based off of percentages this cleveland right uh it could be cleveland could be minnesota okay Uh, they have the same odds okay um that that i'm trying to just think about their personnel but yeah i would say weissman's probably the one that would jump out i think ball there's potential for ball or obviously topping but the thing that's that's I, I that I think that Weissman would go number one. He's much younger than Toppin is. Toppin's twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. So so I I think there's plenty of reason to to unless like I said unless you're in contention, which we know the Warriors would be. I would say if the Warriors don't get the first pick, I think Toppin would be on there. When would be you know they they'd probably take a look at Toppin because he could come right in and contribute, or some of these guys yeah. might be projects. Well, brother, I'm gonna go ahead and disagree with you. I think Toppin actually slides down in the draft some. Um, I think yeah, the, the NBA draft is all about drafting on potential, and I think Toppin he's gonna be a good player in the pros. He's gonna be solid, but he definitely has the ceiling. I think he's already reached, you know, as his game is you know a lot more um, advanced than than these other guys, but it may not have that much room for more advancement. I would uh, agree because with he's that. already 22. I, yeah, exactly. I think Toppin probably, I'll go ahead and say it, he may not even be top five. 
Really? Now, I mean, some of the people talk him up as like an Amari Stoudemire comp. And if, I mean, if Amari Stoudemire was to come into the league now, his game would be perfect for where the game has gone. I mean, just think about him tearing it up on those D'Antoni Nash teams and how the, the game has really progressed that way. Um, I don't know. Would that make it, would that give teams pause to pass him up? Or is he just um, nowhere I, near what Amari was? I, I don't. I don't. I, I would compare him more to uh, if you remember, like Sharif Abdul Rahim. Oh yeah. Or uh, or maybe even Aldridge, um, at, at, on the Spurs. Sotomayor to me is even more athletic than uh, than Toppin is. Would you agree with that, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, I would. So, so I think Toppin is a polished player. I've seen him. You know, he's got a capable jump shot. He's got a decent post game. I guess the question is: Are you going to play him as as your as your five and go real small ball? I mean, because most of the thing I, I've I, I've even seen small forward slash power forward. Small forward, he's not a small forward. There's not no way he's a three. There's no not way he's not NBA, quick enough. No. He can't guard on the perimeter like that. So he he's probably a, a true four. Um, I think a five as a five. I think it might be a stretch. I think he struggles on defense some. I think. Um, that's one of the reasons why he might slip a little bit. I could see that. And now, uh, one of the things is a lot of the, the teams that could get the top picks, they don't necessarily need guards, a lot of them. I mean, the Cavs, the Cavs have Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, who they seem like they like. The Hawks, it doesn't seem like a LaMelo Ball would work well with a Trey Young, for example. Yeah, yeah I don't know about that. But I can tell you, they could probably, they could be a good marketing wise. That might that might be an angle. But um, but yeah, I would agree that for the Hawks, you know, I think you got to be thinking, you know, if they were to get, you know, a decent shot at Wiseman or Toppin, I could see them pulling the, the, the trigger on Toppin. And now for another quick break, and we'll be right back. If you're not all in on Gen Madness, I don't even know what you're doing here. We have a great virtual NCAA tournament going right now in which we're giving away $3,000 of our own money. The games are simulated on NBA 2K and streamed live with SGP commentary. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest for all the information. Also, game lines and live lines are available on mybookie.ag. You can bet the odds, point totals, and props, and parlays are available. First halves, it's great. It really feels like you're betting on real games. And the games have been super exciting if you haven't been watching. Again, get in there. There are 30 teams in the tournament. We're going to be doing this well into April, so get on now. Again, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest. Another one, another one that I like that I think will jump up the board once you have their camps is Isaiah Stewart of Washington. He's incredibly athletic. He's just he's very raw. At certain, he's at a certain po- you know eighty to one right now to be the top pick, um, and he's not even. I'm not seeing odds for him to uh, what he would be in like the lottery. I don't think he'll be a top pick, but I could see him sliding into once you do the camps and you know do everything where you judge their verticals, you judge every little aspect of these people, and um, I think he could potentially move up to. To I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up a top five pick. All right. Well, you mentioned the Hawks. I mean, you know, with that trade for uh, Capella, with you know, him and John Collins, I mean, their front court is is pretty solid now. Yeah, that's true. You know, 
And I, I was looking at, you know, their needs and everything, and they said that they need defense, especially, like, you know, wing defense, and they need a backup point guard. Like, those were the only needs. Like, and you don't draft a backup in the top five, you wouldn't think. Well, so they, with need that, a, they, would, they would need a defensive-minded guard to put next to Trey Young because he is just, I mean, he's the worst right. at defense. <laughs> <laughs> Well, th- that's where I think a guy that I'm a, a big fan of is a guy from Auburn, um, Isaac Okoro. Yeah, he's raw, you know, but he's he's probably the best, you know, perimeter slash wing defender in the whole draft. Um, and I think he's just going to continue to grow and grow. Uh, if the Hawks get the second pick, two is that's pretty high for him. But if they get number four or five. I could see them targeting Okoro. I think he's going to be a, a good NBA player for a long time. I think I saw I saw a comp to uh, Andre Iguodala. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a hell of a player for a long time, so there's nothing wrong with that. All right, I mean that's a good one. So if you can find odds on him being a top five, you'd probably get pretty good odds on on him because right now he's pretty far down the board on a lot of. It'd be interesting lists. to see if some of the teams don't trade back. Also, like I said, like. Um, if Isaiah Stewart doesn't go uh, top five, which, like I said, would be a little bit of a stretch, but um, if a team has a need for a big man, that you know, if you're at the third pick, and like you said, if they if they're sound at guard, would you trade back? You know, I, I could see a couple of these franchises trading back to try to get maybe uh, two first round draft picks or something. Yeah. yeah, I guess the problem is that since it's not a very good draft, who's going to be willing to trade up, and you know, for what price? That's a good point. And, I mean, another thing is uh, the, some of these, uh, you know, like the NBA has gotten really global, as we've seen over the past 20 years. You know, some of these guys, it's hard to judge how good they are. You talk about the, the Killian Hayes kid from France or even I'll be honest, even Ball, who I, I was impressed with in his, you know, uh, his high school tape and stuff. But he's been in Australia. How good yeah, I mean, he did get Rookie of the Year in his Australian league. Um, who knows how good the competition is, really? Uh, yeah. And I mean, he's—I don't know—with that his his very unique shot, like that he's got that two-handed shot. I wonder how that really translates into the NBA. Well, I, saw, I saw a stat that he shot twenty-five percent from three. <laughs> oh, I'd say that doesn't translate too well. <laughs> and, and that's against Austria, you know, Australian yeah. players. I'm saying, like, at least like Killian Hayes, the French basketball league. I know it's it's produced good players before. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know how quality the the games are. I've never watched a game in France, but I know there's been, you know, you could go back to the days of Abdul Wahad for the Kings or. Uh, uh, the Celtics had a guy named Beatrice and Tony I, Parker. I, I, yeah, Tony Parker. Yeah. So, so I, I, I much more, I trust the France league more than I do the Australian one. Well, that's why a lot of people like this, uh, Denny Avida from Israel. Uh, cause he's been playing in the Euro league. It's the second best league. Yeah. He's a six, yeah. nine, uh, small forward who can shoot, um, you know, maybe a, a, a Danilo Gallinari type, uh, something like that. And he's a player. That's what I mean. So, like, these guys, I, I mean, look, I, I've done my – I've watched highlights of these guys, but it's it's really hard to judge without truly being educated and watching yeah. uh, that league, those leagues. Right. Mm-hmm. So, well, so, I call, I'm going to throw out a clone for Abdija, if that's how you pronounce his name. I, I didn't see this anywhere else, so, so you guys tell me if I'm wrong, but I thought he looked like Tony Kukoc a little bit. Uh, I can see that. I can see that, too. not quite as good of a shooter yet. Um 
But it, it, yeah, going back to team needs, it looks it seems to me like most teams have or you know the teams with that could get a, you know the top five pick or so. Most of them have pretty good guards and pretty good big men. It seems like the wing spots are the ones where you know they might be missing a player, and that's why I think uh, Abdesia is another solid choice to get to or to be a top five pick. I could see him going in there. Yeah, I mean, I think overall in the league, wings are like high quality wings are the most needed. Uh, yeah. right now. So I mean, it makes and sense. this draft there's a whole lot of them. You know, yeah. it's crazy though. I, I here I am. I was I was uh, fooling around on the internet while we were talking here. And I see Gary Parrish, uh, April 1st, just you know, not that long ago, released uh, his, uh, top, his top 10, essentially. And he has the Warriors taking Lamella Ball at one, which would be shocking to me. Yeah. He has Toppin, I don't he has see that Toppin at going all. going two to Cleveland, and Edwards dropping to three. If Edwards drops the three, who, you, talk, you want to talk about the steal of the draft? <laughs> who at two? Obi Toppin to, to Cleveland. Yeah. I see the marketing kind of like- angle home state thing there I see the marketing angle yeah <laughs> yeah Eight's not too far from cleveland we made that drive recently <laughs> yeah yeah uh but Lamelo ball at number one i i, I would be very shocked especially because you even if you compare him to his brother i mean i'm not his brother i think is a decent player but i, I still would say uh over he was overhyped yeah well and, and if if he comes in and play the point i mean you're gonna have uh, Steph at shooting guard, and yeah, I just I don't see that happening. I no. think they would much rather go keep Steph at point, uh, Clay at two, and then get Edwards at three. It makes perfect sense to me that they would take Edwards. Edwards at two and Clay at three, but you know, either way, either but, or, yeah. yeah. Um, well, guys, so speaking from thinking of it from a betting angle, uh, you brought up the Cavs. That actually reminded me that this draft <laughs> feels a little bit like the 2013 draft, where there was not a clear number one. You know, a lot of people liked Oladipo coming out, but nobody felt like he was a good number one. It was the year everybody passed on Giannis because they didn't know what he was coming out of the Greek League. Yeah. And um, nobody was picking Anthony Bennett to go number one overall. <laughs> and I, so I don't have the odds on what that was, but that, I mean, it must have been a great payday if you had put some money down on them. Is there yeah. anybody that you see that who could be like an Anthony Bennett? Um, and I would imagine what happened was is Bennett probably had a great workout. That, that's the thing. We, we're doing all of this based off of we haven't really tapped into the teams because because they haven't had the workouts. Yeah. They haven't had the, – so, so it's like you see it all the time in the NFL. You have, Sometimes you get these workout heroes that are just – they have a great showcase for these teams from a basketball standpoint. And then also, whether it's weight room, whether it's vertical, whether it's whatever, um, so – I, I mean, it wouldn't, like I said, I, I, I would stick to my Stewart. I, th- I could see Stewart dropping up a ton or coming up a ton uh, based off of his sheer athleticism. And, uh, and I, the guy's got a decent jumper for, for, you know, someone of a big man. Yeah. Um, I, I, I could see him going up, but at the same time, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me also. I mean, it would actually, it would surprise me because I think Edwards is clear cut a, a league above everybody else. Yeah. All right. I'll throw one name out there. If you're looking for the uh, the Mike Mamula of of the draft here, like the, the you know the the workout, you know, is just crazy athletic. I mean, how about that center from uh, is it USC? The uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I mean, personally, I don't think he's going to be anything more than, you know, a good defensive big man who catches alley-oops. Are you talking um, about uh, Precious Akawa? No, 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 no. Uh, Onyiki Okongwu. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, he's yeah. At, <laughs> don't get him confused. <laughs> he's at 20 to 1 odds right now to be the first overall pick, so that'd be a good payday. Yeah. He's, he's extremely athletic, man. Yeah. I mean, he's raw. He's got potential. I don't see it happening. But if he had a really good workout where he actually showed some skill to go along with the raw athleticism and height, then, eh, you know, hey, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But but to, to your point, uh, McKee, Precious Achua is a, is a really athletic big man. I could see him having a great workout. I like it him. It really matters yeah. what team. It really matters what team, uh, you know, what, what the actual draft order is. And then, obviously, like the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers, you know, I don't think they were a great front office then. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they sure they had LeBron James and they took and everyone in the world would have took LeBron James by way earlier when he got drafted, but And I mean they took Kyrie too, but everybody was Yeah. I mean these are like come on, you could ask They're no-brainers. Yeah. yeah. Random guy at the bus station would draft those players. So so I, I it it does matter though the lottery then because you some of these front offices, I mean, how, how bad have the Bulls been over the past, you know, decade at, at, at you know, draft picks or, or, or trades or free agent signings? They've been pretty bad. Well, well I, I think the Bulls, I think the Bulls are trying, kind of, you know, turning around here with Kobe White and Wendell Carter Jr. I, I think so, too. I think so, too. But, but I'm just, my point is, is that you can't, one bad franchise can, can yeah. if, if they end up with the first or second pick, they well, can go totally off the reservation. PropSwap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Because you're buying the bet directly from another person, not only can you find great deals, but you can also buy bets from states where there is no sports betting. Get that PropSwap account today, get it loaded up, so when the future buying market returns, you can strike when the iron is hot. Sign up at PropSwap.com today and they will give you a 100% match on your first deposit. Just enter promo code SGP, that's SGP, at the time of deposit, and PropSwap will match it up to $100. Go to PropSwap.com today. Void where prohibited. Speaking of that bad franchise, I would say, you know, the, the, the Pistons have a uh, the fifth best odds to get the top pick, and they seem like they're going for total scorched earth. I mean, they got rid of Drummond. Yeah. They, you know... They, I think that they're willing to part with any of their players. So yeah, yeah, um, fire sale. I I would imagine that they would take Edwards because they have nowhere. They just need somebody that they have yeah. no one worried about fit. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would, yeah, I would imagine, but that's available definitely. But they're also the same franchise that took Dark over Carmelo. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, and they took Luke Kennard pretty high. Um, yeah. Even though he had a better year, it's still he's solid. Solid. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm a big fan. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, uh, how about that kid? But that kid from France, though, man. When I pulled up his highlights. I know he's a uh, point guard, but uh, Killian Hayes. I was impressed by the highlights. Uh, oh yeah, okay. So, um, I mean, he's like a twenty to one for to be a number one pick. Um, could see what odds he gets uh, just to be top five. I mean, it seems like it's oddly enough. I know like European players have become more in vogue, but teams still seem a little gun shy about drafting them real high. I mean, just look at Luca. He fell. Yeah. Yeah. And he's clearly the best, most NBA ready player at the time. 
So that's, that's probably because of that Darko pick. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, but I do think in a in a pretty bad draft, then you may have you know you may be more willing to take chances on on unknowns. And if the um, Europeans are unknowns, this is maybe this is the draft where you reach and say, hey, let's see what happens. Because, yeah. you know, the alternative is an average player from the States. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a Suns fan, I got super excited for Dragon Bender. And that uh, really <laughs> blew up in our face. I uh, got excited for Alex Len. That, you know, no good. So um, I'd like to see the Suns come back too, man. As a kid growing up when they were good in the 90s. They were a cool franchise to watch, you know, like uh, oh, recently yeah. I, I, I'm not quarantine times, man. I'm watching NBA classic. I'm watching college basketball classic games. So so I recently watched a, uh, you know, when they had Barkley and Thunder Dan and everything. And yeah. I, I'd love to see the Suns come back and really, you know, be a force in the West. I've been actually that's when I'm, I mean, that's when I really fell in love with NBA when uh, the Suns got Barkley. And I've been going back and watching some of those games that I can find and I mean, he's just amazing. He's like the prototype for what Zion is now. I mean, he just looks like this out-of-shape guy who is able to play the entire game, defend everyone, and just, you know, had his way athletically. Well, growing up, growing up, NC Nick, that was his guy. Charles I was Barclay. a Barkley fan, so. yeah. So I was a Suns fan. They, they had some fun teams with KJ and Marley and Jeff Hornacek and – yeah, and Dan, Danny uh, Ainge when he threw Danny Ainge when he threw the ball at that guy's face. Uh, yeah, Mario, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mario Ely's face. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean those are fun teams, and I mean I can't imagine. I was just talking about this uh, on the last podcast, but Marley, think about if he was in the NBA today, how good of a three point shooter oh, man. he was. I mean, he was off the <laughs> reservation back then, but he was crazy athletic before his back injury too, man. Like crazy athletic, he would be a force in today's NBA. Yeah, and, and, and transition, he was he would dunk on your face too, and then yeah, just yeah. back, you know, three feet behind the line, and you know, behind the arc and nail a three. Yeah, that Suns team actually had two of the best uh, white man dunkers because uh, <laughs> they had Tom Chambers too. Oh, <laughs> uh, if, you know, and I would encourage the audience. I still say, I mean, probably once or twice a year, I end up in a uh, going down a, a wormhole on YouTube, and I just I I watch that Tom Chambers dunk on Mark Jackson. One of the best One dunks of, the best of all ever, time. Yeah. If you guys are if you guys are sitting around, you know, obviously it's quarantine times. YouTube Tom Chambers dunk Mark Jackson. You don't even have to type in Mark Jackson. Tom Chambers dunk. It will come up. That thing is one of the best. That will live on. I think a hundred years from now, that's going to be a highlight. It truly is. It truly is. Um, switching gears a little bit, I had read that the WNBA has announced uh, they're be holding a virtual draft. Uh, so no one will be present. Everybody will be home and they'll just find out where they're drafted, you know, from their own homes. Do you see that happening for the NFL or the NBA? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that sounds so horrible. You work your your whole life to get to this point where you want to go out and celebrate, get champagne, buy a mama some, some, you know, great, take her to a nice restaurant or, you know, buy her a house. And now you're at quarantine times. Yeah. I mean, but that, there are some famous players who were at home when they got drafted, like Brett Favre. There's that like That's famous true. image of him in his That's bedroom true. with those like shorts. But he's a guy from Mississippi, and I'm not, yeah. and I'm not coming down on Mississippi. But Brett Favre is like a guy who, even when he had, you know, millions or hundreds of millions, I don't know what he had, but I'm saying he never struck me as a guy that would like. He was wearing like his his rugged jeans that hadn't been washed in two weeks, you know. But- but here's the difference. I mean, even those guys at home, they had like house parties. They had, you know, their yeah. friends yeah. around. 
it's gonna be pretty sad when they they you know <laughs> go do someone's you know TV on there in their living room with you know their dog. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. There was like no, like literally no one to turn and even high five. Yeah, what, what, even if you imagine that like your sister comes, you're like, hey, six feet, give me six feet. Just you know <laughs> <laughs> kind of jumping up and down in your little space. Well, uh, so the first draft on the way is the NBA draft. Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, NFL draft. So what's the latest with that? Have they have they? Made uh, any I think they're stalling hard, man. They're, they're stalling. stalling hard. Yeah. 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 But that's supposed to be in Las Vegas, and Las Vegas is completely shut down. I got friends in Las Vegas. Um, uh, I would be very surprised if they had it in Las Vegas. It's a damn shame because that would have been a you know quite the scene there. Well, Uh, they had people taking boats to get to. to, I don't know if you guys saw that. They had to take a boat, so they had a little like uh, it's on like a little uh what like some type of a man-made little like uh yeah I don't know like lake or something. Front of what was it? It was gonna be out front of the Mirage with the the water, and they would take a boat. To go up, like <laughs> there was, was definitely really going to be it. one guy that fell in, right? I mean, come on, <laughs> definitely, man. Imagine if you got like picked a lot higher than your, you know, because there's a big pay difference between round one to two. So imagine if you're there and you know you get picked in the United Project, you're thinking, "Dang, I'm gonna probably be second round." They told me, and you get you get bumped up 15 picks. Oh, I'm jumping in that water, man. <laughs> <laughs> so what I want to know is, so is the destination for 2021 already decided? Are they just gonna? bump everything back a year i mean because they need to have vegas and they need to have it soon yeah i have no idea i mean i would imagine if uh if vegas loses the draft they would bump it up it would just be way too much money lost i mean both I also, for vegas uh, and for the nfl i'm sure right i also think people are going to want to help out the vegas economy because if there's one city that's going to get truly destroyed by all this because imagine if we come back you know let's say in august or june when you say i still think people are going to be weary so people are not going to be going out to sports books and, and, and stuff. Or I think, you know, some of us will be, but not in the numbers that, that we've seen. And, and tourism, I think, will, will take a hit. People's, people's bank accounts have been taking a hit. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Their jobs have been affected. I personally feel for the strippers, and I'll do everything I can <laughs> to, you know, help them out. I'm with hey, well, you. Rick, Rick, Rick Matino's back in college basketball, so don't feel too sorry. Right? <laughs> I'm with you, and you know, and we were supposed to be out in Vegas actually, right when this all broke for for the beginning of March oh, Madness. And yeah. I, I got to say, shout out to the uh, Westgate Casino and Hotel. Uh, I had non-refundable rooms, and they actually refunded it. So wow. I mean, they're not a sponsor, but uh, you know. Wow. Classed it up, though, man. Yeah. I, I, that, I, I will be staying there when we go back. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, so I, what do I think of a virtual draft? I mean, you got to do what you got to do. It's better than nothing. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, people would watch it because there's nothing else on. Absolutely. So, yeah. Normally, yeah. normally I change it during the second round, you know, especially towards the back end of the second round for, for NBA. Like the final 10 picks, I'm like, yeah, 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 okay. But, I mean, right now I'm so sports thirsty. Like, they could do a 10-round draft and I'd watch it. <laughs> and people would bet a lot. I mean, people would be betting every pick just to bet on something. Just to, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're seeing it with DJ Madness, man. How many people? Right. I knew esports was a thing, but a bunch of the people, that a bunch of the feedback that I've seen online has been people like myself who never, ever bet on esports. But here they are. They find themselves watching this, and we're so deprived of it. We're having a blast betting on these things. Ever thought of starting your own sportsbook but don't know how? 
Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sportsbook. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 in some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and amazing mobile experience. Get started today and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com SGP. Uh, maybe we should end with uh, some D- a little more D-Gen Madness talk. Any uh, predictions uh, going forward? I'm, I'm going to ride this Washington team. You know, look, I, uh, unfortunately, my bracket got destroyed the first, uh, I think, the second day where Maryland got upset by Virginia. I had Maryland going far because I thought the video game wouldn't figure it. I thought Maryland had, a, I've been saying all year, they had top five talent. Yeah. And I just figured their coach would kill him in the tournament like he normally does. So then I was like, hey, it's a virtual game. They're not going to know that this coach sucks. So I'm going to put my money on the talent. And it was great value. I think it was like plus 1,700. So now that that's out, and now that every dog's winning, well, guess who's going to be a dog because they're a 15 seed in every game? Washington. (laughs) I mean, well, the dogs flip it. I mean, they've got to flip, right? They got it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for, but, me, for me, it's the Friday night games because because Friday night the doubleheader you finally have your two one seeds playing, so it'll be interesting to see if they're head and shoulders above everybody else, yeah. or if they're gonna lose to the dogs like everybody else. I, uh, I saw, especially because I have a couple futures on both one seeds because I figured that hey they're both had pretty juicy odds so yeah I, and for those you know, who who, oh. who aren't looking right at it uh the dayton flyers and kansas jayhawks were both number one season got a buy so we they're the only teams we haven't seen play yet and when i when i originally came over to uh when they were proposing this idea to you for me or for, for us um i uh they ran a trial game of that that matchup of dayton versus kansas and I was I was really impressed with Kansas. Now, like I said, maybe it's just like Kramer's thing. We're like, yeah, it doesn't matter if you saw them in a, in a, in a trial run because this thing's going completely different. All of his data is useless, essentially. So, uh, and he'll be the first to tell you that. And uh, so, I don't know. I mean, but I will say that was a good play, though, NC Nick, because uh, they one last game. Me. Hey, one yeah, one last game from the yeah. get go. So. Yeah, your <laughs> odds were already great. Yeah, so. What do you guys, what do you think, McKee? Oh, man. I mean. You're like anyone but Arizona. Everything blew up um, for, you know, my bracket totally, but, but I, I really like uh, San Diego State. I had them going pretty far, so I'm going to keep riding them. Hey, you know, uh, San Diego State, that would be great for our podcast because for, for a long time now, uh, as I'm sure you well know, when we first, uh, or a couple of years ago, three, four years ago, uh, they were making us tons of money on both basketball and football. Yeah. Just clearing up, cleaning up. Uh, we were just, so they became a kind of a staple of our podcast. That's why we, we refer to them as our gals. Yeah. So, and then they have to make a road trip down there. They're the, I went, they're the second game on Thursday, uh, against West Virginia. Yeah. And as a guy that kind of just always bets against West Virginia, I'm, I'm in roots against West Virginia. I don't know why I do that. I guess because I just don't like Bob Huggins. But, <laughs> no, um, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so I, yeah, I'm really excited that if I had to pick a dog that I want to see win, it'd either be Washington or San Diego State. Probably San Diego State. I, I'm always, you know, 
they have a part of my heart. But I will say I do love a good story of a 15 seed potentially winning a tournament. Now, I haven't seen the spreads. Uh, I looked earlier today, and they weren't on my bookie yet for the Thursday games. Does anybody have an update by chance? I haven't seen them updated yet. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not sure either, man, because what happens right now is Kramer does like 300 games. Yeah. Got <laughs> and, so and that's how that's how, the, that, that's how the spreads get kind of created. So Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. Well, guys, thank you so much for doing this episode. Uh, tell everyone where, I mean, if they don't already follow you, uh, where they can find you and your podcast. Uh, check out the college experience. Me and uh, Nick here uh, and, and Patty C., a uh, third guy of the crew that's on the, on the college experience. We handicap every single college basketball division one and college football division one uh, basketball and football games. So check us out. We talk sports nonstop. We, we don't always talk college and uh, college basketball and college football like right now we're going through you know it's it's dog days of uh summer or whatever the hell you want to call dog days of quarantine <laughs> we're, we're we're doing top 10 list of uh you know quarterbacks running backs and then we're going to break over into basketball uh the top 10 that we've seen in our lifetime so check us out but we are the college experience you could find uh you can find us on all platforms and uh i'm at the colby d on uh twitter and uh Nick, do you want me to plug your Twitter, or do you want to do that for yourself? I think I'm very capable. Uh, NC <laughs> underscore Nick on Twitter. Uh, as Colby mentioned, I'm part of his uh, college experience crew. I believe I had the best record as far as locks on college basketball this year. I think Colby and I actually tied on overall games. Uh, uh, so yeah. Well, the season ended abruptly. I was getting hot at the right time. <laughs> yeah, and sure I you were. Think, I think you were getting a little cold at the wrong time. No, yeah, you know, I had a little for, for about a week. You know, I, I went a little icy cold, but I was I was I was on the way back up. You know, right when they stopped everything. But uh, yeah, so pay attention to the uh, college experience and uh, NC underscore Nick at Twitter, and uh, that's about all I got, guys. Yeah, and they can find your guys's picks uh, for DJ Madness uh, every day uh, that we're playing on uh, SportsGamblingPodcast.com. Uh, all right, guys, thanks so much. Thank you for having us. Thanks. See ya. Basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.